everybody. Welcome back to another exciting Drunkard's Walk. I am Jethro Nolan. I am part of the hosting duo here, and uh, we're excited to have you. And I'm thrilled and delighted as always. Uh, where is he? My host is usually here somewhere. Oh, Matt, there you are. I'm right here, Jethro, the same oh place my. I always am. Oh, my God. I I was worried partially that, that you had gone off on some uh, zany adventure or had some uh, transformative experience that you were going to tell me about. So I, I didn't think you would be in the regular spot where you regularly are. You know, it's funny that you bring up uh, how transformative these things are, because this this was a crazy week for me. Um, it, I had a really kind of animated time with this one. Uh, in fact, I, I was kind of, I traveled back in time again to 2015, even though it seemed like the future. And um, there were all of these giant robots that were changing into vehicles. And um, I, I was helping them out. Uh, essentially, I was one of just a couple of humans that were running around. Um, there was a real huge thing. There is this giant unicorn in this. No, wait, wait, wait. Uni, no, it's a unicron in the sky, and it was destroying everything. And um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you too much about it. But um, we kind of lost our leader. Um, but fortunately, there was this young hot rod, and he was able to kind of take over. And um, I, I think things are gonna be okay for seasons four and five. Oh, that's good. I'm. I, I mean. I'm sure you captured everything uh, quite well, but uh, whatever it was, I'm sure it was more than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure. And that that is the only reference I can make with regard to that particular <laughs> franchise, because <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen a Transformers movie, nor do I ever hope to see one. Oh, wow. Well, if you're going to see one, that's the one to see is the animated version from 1986. Um, okay. The, the live action ones are, are pretty much garbage. Although Bumblebee was pretty good. It, it was way different than the other ones. It was like not quite an action film. I mean, John Cena's in it, so it's got a little. It's it's kind of an action film, but it's not as much of an action film. So I, I do recommend that if you're in the mood to see so, any kind of giant robot transforming in anything. You know, I'll put it on my list uh, between cognitive science, Don't cognitive lie. science, and epistemology <laughs> books that I enjoy. I'll perfect. Sure, I'll dive back into that '80s children franchise. Was that the one that Orson Welles was yes. one of the voices? One of his yes. final. Uh, uh, his final his final acting role and he didn't even get to finish all of it um Leonard Nimoy had to record uh a bunch of lines that uh, he didn't get to finish because Leonard Nimoy did a voice in that movie as well uh, along go. with um oh who else is in there Robert Stack is in there um of oh, of unsolved the, mysteries fame what's the guy's name um oh from the breakfast club uh um Judd Nelson yeah there you go. Name? Judd Nelson. Yeah. That's... I can't want to say Judd Hirsch. I knew that wasn't right. Um, <laughs> no. He's from he's... Ordinary People. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's in that. Um, as, as so is the Micro Machine guy. The Micro Machine guy has a, oh, yeah. a voice in there. Oh, and wow. Weird Al has a song in the soundtrack. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like an eclectic mix. Eric Idle. Eric Idle is in that movie as well. Good heavens. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what the cast party for that would have been like. Um, I mean, it was all animated, so probably there wasn't one. They were all probably recording in separate things. But wouldn't there be some sort of celebration, a premiere or a rap party? Mm. Or do animated shows not do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, have, I have no actual success in the uh, entertainment industry, so I wouldn't know. No, uh, no, when. I'm not sure either. I'd have that party, but I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do. Well, well you know, speaking it, of transforming... Hmm. You're going to transform uh, us out of this conversation, are you? I, uh, you know, it might seem like we are a, a, a bus of banter, but really we're a robot mm-hmm. of information discovery. Oh, boy. 
that was, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Uh, yeah. For those of you who are just joining us, uh, we, we wander through Wikipedia going from one randomly selected topic to another only by clicking the links within Wikipedia. And we learn something and we laugh a little That's and right. we love an awful lot. That's right. That is absolutely the case. And, uh, and, and I am happy to say that we are still able to do this in Russia. You cannot access Wikipedia anymore. And I think that that, along with a thousand other things, is um, pretty terrible what's, what's going on over there. So I just want to speak to that and, and relate it to what we're doing in some I'm, way. I'm, I, I thank you, although I'm sure that the people who listen to this podcast three weeks later after we release it, after current events have started, are probably mm-hmm. hopefully not relying on our podcast for a finger on the pulse current events. Yeah, no, hopefully not. Well, and I would hope that actually uh, it's no longer a current event. That would be great if, I, if uh, when this this is this drops April fifth. So well, it's, um, if we're all lucky, Vladimir Putin will be dead by then. Whoa, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only <laughs> okay. way this ends. You know that, right? That's okay. the only way this okay. ends. Putin uh, has to die for okay. this to end because he will not end it on his own accord. Wow. Uh, yeah, sorry to drop a truth bomb there, but that's. I, I found myself very disturbed uh, earlier this week when Lindsey Graham and I actually were in agreement about something. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm, yeah. And it was that very fact that Vladimir Putin is, uh, this ain't going to end with him uh, unless somebody ends him. Uh, anyway, you don't tune in for my geopolitical analysis, folks. No, you don't. It, no, we're no. here for lighthearted goofs and for That's some right. good old link clicking. But, but we can't click on any links unless we have a destination, Matt. That's what we need is a destination. Yes. There we go. So how are we going to get that? Well, I think we should ask the guest who is here with us, Mr. Mike Rhodes. Yay. Hey, I'm here. I, I and I've been holding my tongue, oh. wanting to talk about Judd Hirsch this whole time. Sure. And oh. I, I have I have kept silent. Share, all right. Well, now, now that you're officially on, share some Judd Hirsch knowledge. What do you, what do you like? I just really want him. I, if I ever encounter a genie's lamp. Mm-hmm. I will wish for him to have been in the Transformers animated movie instead sure. of Judd Nelson. Sure. That's wish yeah. number one. There you go. I think that's a great idea. I think that's absolutely should be the first wish on everyone's list. Thank you. So thank you for that idea. Find a genie lamp. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love, I just love the idea of like a nebbishy transformer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always, in, always in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. That, that transformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I love any, anything he's in, honestly. So I, I would be, I'd be down. What what is he in? What what are your top five Judd Hirsch projects? Matt? Top five? Yes. Oh gosh! I mean, well, Taxi. I mean, is above. I mean, it's just that's, yeah. that takes mm-hmm. slots one through three for me. Sure. And, uh, and then or, ordinary um, people. Ordinary people. Sure. Uh, Dear and, John. Right. Dear what? John. Sure. Mm. That was a uh, yeah short lived sitcom. I I mean I like his work in Independence Day as well. I think if you're going to pick <laughs> uh, a performance out of Independence Day, uh, his is the one to pick. So. Okay. <laughs> also, if, if you haven't seen his sex tape, it is. Woefully Whoa. underrated. Yikes. He and Cloris Leach, he and Cloris Leachman get into it. Oh it <laughs> I mean, keep in mind it was the seventies, so there's sure. a lot of hair everywhere. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's they went at it. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's upsetting, Mike. It's good to see you, man. We haven't seen you uh, here on this show for quite a while. Um, you gave us some topics back in season one. I think you have a, you gave us the Flatwoods Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Bobo Brazil from you in season one as that well. That sounds right. Um, and then Bob's, Bob's Muda in Bob's season Muda. two. 
and, and then, I don't have we seen you since Ro- then? Robin Hood. We we did uh, we did uh, we did oh that was on my show. Swap. Yeah, we did a podcast yeah. swap. Oh yeah, you guys came on. We did prolonging the magic. Mm-hmm. That's and right. Prolonging we the on, magic. That's that's what we had with as Addie a, Twig. As the topic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes. and then we went on your uh, podcast and did a nine hour recap of a two hour movie. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and what a hit that was i'm sure what a got, great uh, what a great great uh, movie that is five five to six downloads is that good? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, doesn't doesn't have listener yeah that yeah. i yeah you always have to matt and i are a little long-winded uh so mm-hmm. even even alone we're bad but uh, <laughs> put together it's it's a recipe put other people with us well it's good to see you man How, uh, what have you been up to anything anything fun anything exciting happening for you any uh are you back to doing shows again in person or anything like that I am. Yeah, we just had I produced um, a variety show for Arcade Comedy Theater called The Last Key Kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, just this past weekend, we had our third live performance and it went very well. And uh, we're just waiting to hear when the next one will be. Cool, cool, cool. Hopefully well, soon. This, nice. Yeah, like I said, this drops April 5th. So probably some maybe in the month of April. Sometime, I, hopefully, yeah, that would be that great. Way. Yeah. OK. All right. So look around, folks. Go to ArcadeComedyTheater.com and Look up the latchkey kids, especially if you were a latchkey kid or a, a child of the what do we call it? Child of the nineties? Is that what you is that what you would call yourself, Mike? That's what, yeah. I, late late eighties, early nineties. I was yeah. I was definitely a latchkey kid, and um, it kind of uh, pays homage to those years of my life. Yeah, sure, sure. I understand. I I was the same. Uh, very much uh, coming home. Uh, you know, walking home from the bus and having the little, I had the little wallet that had the keys inside of it. So I could like okay. get the keys out and, you know, open my door because my parents weren't home. And um, I'm not, I wasn't supposed to tell anybody that, but my parents aren't home. So it's, it's too, yeah, we, yeah. I think that the, it's, it's safe sur- to tell us that you now. You survived. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Okay. All right. Good. So we're past the statute of limitations on <laughs> telling people that my parents aren't home when I'm, what, however old I was, I don't even remember. But, uh, but yeah, very, very good. Um, good times definitely had by all. Um, and, and it's a great show. I, I have, uh, seen numerous uh, times of it and uh, have enjoyed it quite a bit. So thanks for making it. Thank you. For, thank you for uh, for watching. Oh, you bet. And you were on the first episode of Last Geek Kids when we were That's online. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes, the, the online version of it. Um, and then uh, I realized that online improv uh, wasn't something that uh, worked for my brain. I'm so not, I, 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 I always say that I, I don't mourn Zoomprov at all. No. I don't mourn no. it at all. No, that was not that was not good stuff. Now we're recording this on Zoom, but for whatever reason, I find that fine. Like fine. I guess because people don't need to see it. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure what why, but seems to work. Well, th- that's great. Um, so look out for that show, folks. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. Anything else exciting going on in your life? Uh, nothing else exciting at all. No, okay. not, not not a single other thing um, okay. that I enjoy. And <laughs> good. Good. That's good. good. I did yeah, have well, a really good Dole Whip at Disney World a few weeks ago, but beyond oh. that, not much joy in my life. Okay. What what flavor did you go with? Um the the pineapple and vanilla swirl. Ah uh, yes, uh, yeah. yes, a, a classic, a classic. Yeah, that's good. We did. Uh, we had a uh, a Disney World topic last season. We had Epcot mm. as mm-hmm. one of our as one of our destinations last season. So got to talk a little bit about that on there. Indeed, uh, that was a good time. Yeah. Spe- speaking of destinations, Mike, mm-hmm. what, what do you have for us today? Oh, yeah. I thought about this uh, for, for a long time, and I, I came up with a lot of different things. But what I want to talk about is um, what, I f- what I feel is the greatest television comedy in history, the Larry Sanders show. <laughs> um, oh. I think that I don't think there is anything better written, better performed than the Larry Sanders show on television. It's wow. 
That is that is a strong take, but it is uh, it is it is totally justifiable position. Uh, it's a great great show. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I see you're wearing your Comedy Center uh, sweatshirt, so you got to I am, and that's the a, set. That's a coincidence, but show, right? uh, yeah, I, I I knew that the set was there, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't know where it was, and I kind of rounded the corner, and there it was, and I wept. Yeah, I, it's it's very it's almost hidden. Actually, it's so it's, behind the corner. Yeah, yeah, you're like looking at all this laugh-in shit. Yeah, and then you walk around the corner, and there's <laughs> Gary Shanley's desk, and I I was just filled with tears when I saw the thing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Now, is it because of uh, Gary Shandling and, and the sad end that you know, he was taken from us too early, or is it the Larry Sanders show specifically? Like what, what that's uh, certainly part of it. Um, Gary yeah. Shandling is very important. Gary Shandling is on my route. Mush, Mount, route Mushmore. Gary Shandling okay, is on my Mushmore, Mount Rushmore sure. of comedy, but um, okay. Larry Sanders show, not only is it a perfect piece of entertainment, but it's, it's just very, um, important to me personally and emotionally. It, it got me through a very, very difficult time in my life. Like we would watch this show on a loop. We would, mm-hmm. you know, I watched it as a kid when it aired on HBO and it was always great and everything like that. But um, we rediscovered it during a really dark time and we just watched it over and over and over again. So it just, it, it has a very deep place in my heart too, for that reason. That's wonderful. I'm glad, I'm glad that it was able to provide you some solace. It, I mean, it, and it, I will say as much as any uh, strong comedy from the 90s can, it's aged relatively well. Like there's certainly some moments in it that you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's we, yeah. we don't laugh at that anymore. Yeah, like, I wish uh, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a few things I wish I hadn't heard, but yeah, but uh, but it's still uh, remarkably uh, wonderfully written and well performed yeah. uh, and just a, a, a absolute stellar cast uh oh it's it's it couldn't it can't be beat that cast it's just jeffrey tambor is is uh is a god on that show it's it's so it's so interesting to watch like the character that he plays in larry sanders versus uh, arrested development because Mm -hmm. he like i don't know that i knew jeffrey tambor before hank kingsley and Mm -hmm. he did such a great job in that role I thought, oh, this actor, this actor is just an idiot <laughs> because he he's so convincingly plays one. But then he's mm-hmm. a totally different, uh, uh, you know, sort of manipulative patriarch on Arrested Development that is like, yeah. oh no, it's a, an actor with um, uh, a fair amount of skill and sadly some offstage baggage yeah, uh, problems. Yes. Now, as we found out, yeah. Again, just yeah. don't don't read too much about anybody whose work you enjoy is the lesson no. here because you know, there's always there's always a. a, a uh, stuff lurking under the surface. That's why Gary Shandling, smart move on his part to die uh, <laughs> before anything could be discovered about him. I feel like wow. it, it's a really good PR move, as Jerry Seinfeld uh, once said, that uh, it's you, you lock in your positive reputation by doing that. I guess that's true. I I am I am embarrassed to say I've not seen all of the Larry Sanders show. I've I have watched it, but it was on when it was on HBO. I didn't have HBO, so mm. I didn't watch it when it was originally on. And I know it is now on a streaming service. I want to say maybe Hulu, HBO Max, HBO Max, HBO Max. But it was on something else too. It was on a streaming service before HBO Max. I used to watch it on Amazon Prime. That's it. I think it was Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um. And because I had watched it previously uh, during you know at that time sure um but yeah what a what a great show now this is the second topic now that you're giving us that is tangentially related to a comedian that died too early um so hmm. with bob's muda 
and Andy Kaufman, and now you're giving us Larry Sanders show with uh, with Gary Chandling. So is there is is this is this going to be a running theme now if we if we bring you back for for season seven? Yeah, I think I think I'm going to do Shemp Howard next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There Did he go. die okay. young? I don't. I, I feel like I, I have he, no idea. <laughs> he he, he feels be. like somebody who probably died young, right? Shemp. He is he is still sure. alive. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, well, this is this is awesome. Um, this and and great too because uh, we get to go to something that is enjoyable and fun. Um, yeah, you know, which which not is not always the case. Sometimes we have no idea what something is. Like um, baseball, for instance, had no idea what that was. But now here we go. Now we know, and this is something we definitely know. So this is going to be great. This is going to be a lot of fun to go to. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I I can't thank you enough for uh, giving us this uh, delightful reminder of of the uh, fantastic Larry Sanders show. And I look forward to, to making our way there. And I encourage everybody to go see uh, Latchkey Kids uh, when, it, when it next appears on stage. And uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Take Peace. care, Mike. We'll see you soon. I... All right, Jethro. So we've got to get from food blogging to the Larry Sanders show. All right, then. Uh, we got to do two, two things before challenge. we start that oh, oh do you? you you've you've announced that it's a ch- do you know it's gonna be a challenge you don't think it's gonna be right. a challenge i All feel right. like i feel like you throw in a, a noun out there like challenge or an adjective like challenging you're mm-hmm. already telegraphing mm-hmm. what your guess is gonna be oh yeah you're right i haven't written anything down yet so uh I'm so I, if I i i feel like you should absolutely not be doing that because okay uh, you're you're giving me an adv- advantage and maybe I'm already beating you handily this season in terms of... Yeah, you're up four to two. It's true. Uh, I could, though, be using that strategy of the reverse psychology. You you could be doing that. However, mm-hmm. I think that is something that you just thought of now to try to cover for your gaffe of telling me about how challenging it was going to be. Oh, you think so? Yes. And and I see what you're doing with the tone of voice. Like, I'm I'm already... I'm already there. I'm already at sure. Larry's end of show. Oh, okay. Well, great. Then you then you'll definitely know. So that's I'm going to write down my prediction now. Do you write down your prediction yet? I, I have in fact written down my prediction. Uh, right. And uh, also, we need to cover off on what we're what we're having to drink. We yeah. do need to talk about that for sure. I I still haven't written down my prediction because I'm I'm waffling a little bit here. But um, me let me go. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably. No, yeah, I have no idea. Um, okay, good one. I got it. Good, good one. I got it. Okay. All right, then. Uh, are you having a drink? Are you, you drinking this evening? You know, I actually just finished off a lovely a little glass of Pinot Noir uh, ah, from, from yes. the, the Bota Boxed Wine Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bag in a box. Bag in it's a box. Bota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I, I clearly didn't pour myself enough to last the entire episode, so I'm finished early. What about you? You having gotcha. anything? Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, del- delving into the third of the Partakes, uh, the non-alcoholic beers that I've been trying out this season. This is the Partake Dark, uh, so it reminds you kind of of a uh, uh, more of like a stout, uh, perhaps, or a porter. Um, it pours a deep brown with notes of roasted coffee, walnuts, and plum, mm-hmm. full of flavor from start to finish. It's time to add this beauty into your rotation. That's what it says on on the can here, so... These Canadian uh, non-alcoholic beers are not bad. I have to say, they are not bad. Very good. Well, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying them. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Food logging. I will say get get out that, of here. Somewhere. That the the number of links departing the food blogging page is yeah. very small. Oh no, there there are not many. I mean, we only need one, 
but I literally only see um, one, two, three, four, five in the first sentence and then virtually zero thereafter. You see five in the first sentence? Yes. One, sorry, in the, sorry, in the first paragraph, I mean to say. Oh, I only see four. So there's journalism. Yeah. There is a blog. Yeah. There is food photography. Mm-hmm. Foodies. Yeah. And food photography again. Oh, I see. So you were counting you were counting food photography twice, even though it's the same link. That's I'm funny, using but, I'm uh, using the European system of Oh, the count. European system of counting. Excuse me. I'm always on the English system, so it's weird for me. Um that I yeah, there are no others. Uh <laughs> there, there are no other links out of here other than those ones that you've read. Um All right. So I believe blog is how we came in, is that correct? Uh, Didn't we have yeah, blogs sounds... and then down at the bottom there was like types of blogs? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That sounds right to me. Yeah. We could possibly go there, but then it's in a way it's a step backwards. Uh, yeah, no, jur- I think journalism. I think journalism. I think journalism is the way out of here because um, even though the Larry Sanders show is a fictional show, it is based off of the idea of like a late night talk show, right? Mm-hmm. Which, so, as we all know, is where most people get their journalism. Well, is from it is country. now, actually, it is. So I do think that there's, a, I do, but I think that there's at least a connection between journalism and that type of entertainment. Um, these other things, food photography, foodies. Oh, no, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't see it. I would love to argue with you for the sake of uh, making. Of arguing? The, well, it, it's, it's my raison d'etre. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, but yeah, there's no other link on this page that's going to be a better out than journalism. So let's sally forth, shall we? Because last week we did go through journalist, let's be clear, but now we're going through journalism. Uh, so it is a different page. Very good. And and you have to you have to hope with journalism, it's going to be a pretty long page. Indeed. So let's uh, see if that's well, in, in fact the case. There are many, that's many links on here. There's a, oh, a yes. whole lot of, of forms of journalism, access journalism, yeah. advocacy yeah. journalism, broadcast journalism, business journalism, citizen journalism, fake news. Fake news. Always fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, but um, you mean fake news like like fake news, not like fake news like like SNL or The Daily Show or something? No, like no, that. not not news parody programs. Oh, uh, I, I mean... Actual disinformation. Yeah, uh, that's that a, that's the yeah. That's spread not, by that's not great malicious actors. Uh, hey, you know what's on here? Gonzo, Gonzo's Look at that. back, baby. You love it. I hope. Right I hope you're referring to the to the Muppet. I'm not, unfortunately. Mm. I wish I wish that I was, but Gonzo journalism first championed by Hunter S. Thompson. Highly is a highly personal style of reporting. That's what it says. Are there other Gonzo journalists whose names I should know? Because I can only think of Hunter S. Thompson as the only he, he, name he's the only associated one listed with on Gonzo. Here. I don't actually even know. I, I He's the only person that I ever associate with that. So I, I could not help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see that there's a lot of links out of here to like different types of um, social media like Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Uh-huh. Um, and I see links out to things like, I, I think... There's a section on television. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I, I mean, television it might be a way. Um, Indeed, it might. I do a, see. I do see a link for a list of journalists here. Okay. And periodically, there will be journalists who sort of appear as themselves on entertainment mm-hmm. programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that is a way in. Like Tom Brokaw hung out with David Letterman a bunch, uh, as an example. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility. I mean, there's there's actual people on here that were in, like, I I mean, I loathe to even say it, but um, uh, Donald Trump is on here, and he was on Saturday Night Live. So, like, you know, there's a connection through that. Um, Possibly, yes. YouTube, I, I see CNN. Something, something, and I can't quite, it's in the hazy, distant memory of my mind, but yeah. uh, something about Donald Trump just eh, it doesn't seem particularly appetizing to me. I wish I could put my finger on what it was. <laughs> oh, you can't, that, can't figure it out? That, that's put me off that successful uh, businessman, uh, mm. but I just mm-hmm. can't quite remember no. why I find the idea of visiting his page. Well, I'm not going to, business. I'm not going to remind you. I'm, I'm not, I, 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 I think I might it. know, but I'm not going to tell you. Well, I, you know, I, I paid good money for that brain surgery that removed the part of my brain <laughs> that remembered the years 2016 <laughs> through 2020. And I'd like to keep it gone. Uh, sure. Sure. I understand that. At least I think I paid good money. I don't know. It was during that time. So. It would be tough to know. I see TV and radio linked on here, which takes, oh, it just takes you to news broadcasting. Um, arts journalism is on here. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a possibility. Video. Oh, this, these are all types of journalism, though. These aren't, these, these are, hmm. I mean, it's not surprising. It's a journalism page, but I was hoping that they would be like actual links to those things, not just, you know. Maybe, is it possible that we could get to like the White House Correspondents Dinner from oh. here? Uh, possibly, that yeah. Is, that, is, that, did, that, is, that is an overlap between journalism and entertainments. Uh, it is. Might it connect is, us right. to uh, comedians and actors and such. Um, I don't see. I don't see it linked itself on here. Although um, CNN is on here, I think that they're somehow related. To, well, no, I guess they just. Oh, well, C- CNN is definitely um, more in the line of entertainment rather than uh, actual news. So that is definitely straddling the. Uh, you know, you know what? There's a link to on here. There's a link on here to cosplay. I saw that. That's an interesting one, huh? Indeed. Uh, oh, a- broadcast television is on here too, and newsreels. So, I mean, anyway, I like cosplay. Kind of, I just to get into entertainment. Maybe. I mean, it's not a very direct route necessarily, but it seems like the most interesting one so far. Certainly possible. Um, I do like CNN because that gets us to cable because mm. um, it is the cable news network uh, yeah, for that reason. True. But cosplayer um, could certainly get us into it. I mean, we'll, we'll certainly discover a lot going through cosplayer. Who, who owns who owns HBO? Uh, Time Warner? It was Time Warner, but I think it's AT&T now because John Oliver is always doing bits oh, where he's making right. fun of the parent company. So they get sold off uh, every couple of years. Right, right. I think okay. it's currently AT&T. Okay. Even though they have, well, doesn't AT, but AT&T owns Time Warner, right? Do they? Well, I mean, I, HBO has all of the Warner Brothers stuff on it. I, it has I, the 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 Looney Tunes cartoons and it has the the DC Comics stuff and everything like that. So I guess what I was saying is if if we could get to Time Warner through this, but I that being said, I don't see any link to that, so it's kind of moot. Um, I think I don't think it's going to help us. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like okay. CNN gets us closer to like media conglomerates and whatnot, where we could get closer think, to HBO, possibly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't like um, what? What did I say before? Something about like television or television broadcasting or something like that. Uh, 
I mean, for me, that's just a bit more vague. And uh, sure, sure, yeah, definitely. I, I'm not. I'm not. CNN, no doubt. I'm not. I'm not. You know, hardline opposed to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Though, so if you feel strongly about it, I'm. I'm. I'm malleable. I'm more malleable than I otherwise would be. Uh, yeah, I would love to feel strongly about it. Unfortunately, I just don't think that a deal. Um, George Orwell's linked on here. Hearst. I mean, it, uh, William Randolph Hearst is linked on here, and Hearst has um, television channels now. Like they do, like news. They own a bunch of news, local news broadcasting, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. they own um, that uh, that uh, 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 station. Do we call it a station? I don't even know what we call it. The the um, the app that the that uh, played at Pittsburgh is on that we talked about last week. Ah, um, nice. They are the owners of very local. Um, uh newsrooms oh that's interesting could newsrooms get us to the newsroom which was an hbo show uh it could maybe get us to broadcast news as well which was a james l brooks film and james l brooks inspired uh a lot of the work that judd apatow did who was a a producer on larry sanders I know it's a tenuous connection. That's very tenuous. But I, I do think that the possibly newsroom to the newsroom uh, is is possibly something that could that we could we could get. I, I feel like that. It, I feel like that is a very uh, small percentage chance that there's a link to the Aaron Sorkin, Jeff Daniels vehicle, really? the newsroom really? on a newsroom page. I could be wrong. I could be wrong disambiguation um where where is this link for newsroom that you see uh i've lost it of course i've scrolled away from it but i will find it again it is somewhere on this page oh i see it under digital age okay there it is notably in the american media landscape newsrooms have yeah so i'm just saying i'm down you want to click on newsroom let's go let's do it man let's do it all right newsroom it is all right. Newsroom. And I see newsroom disambiguation right at the top of the page. So if we don't find it on here, I think we can go through that disambiguation. Faux showsies. Okay. Well, you've you've staked your claim. There's not a whole lot on here. There is, oh. however, a link to Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Yeah, and, and also, also the, the newsroom. Yes. Now let me ask you this. Was Judd Apatow involved in the newsroom? No, but it was on HBO. Yes, but Judd Apatow was one of the producers and had a cameo appearance in Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. So we could easily get to Larry Sanders from Judd Apatow's page. So I'm suggesting the newsroom to HBO to the Larry Sanders show. Three more links, three more pages. Okay, so You're suggesting The Legend of Ron Burgundy to Judd Apatow to the Larry Sanders show. So that's exactly same, same, that's, same. No, 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 not, not same deal. Not same deal. Same number of links, but yeah. the scenarios that we are painting are not equal probable. Right. Oh, really? I, I, the newsroom may have a link to HBO, the channel, Yeah. but the channel HBO is not going to have a list of every single show they've ever done. Hmm. There's not going to be a link to John from Cincinnati on Might there. Be. Might no, th- I, there there won't be. I guarantee the <laughs> HBO page does not have a link to John from Cincinnati. You, you guarantee it, huh? I guarantee. I tell you what. Here's how confident I am. And when yeah. when this whole thing is settled, okay, we'll go to the HBO page. And okay. if there is a link to John from Cincinnati on the yes. HBO page, 
Yeah. I will donate a hundred dollars to the charity of your choice. Oh my God. I can't uh, wait. I can't uh, wait to find out. Very good. All right. Well, since you're willing to do that, I'm willing to go through Anchorman. So you Anchorman, through, you, are, are you sure that Judd Apatow is involved with, he's definitely a producer 1, on. thousand right? percent. Yes. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Just making sure. Absolutely. Just making sure. You, you, you seem very sure. So I'm just making yes. sure. So it was, it was directed by Adam McKay, but Judd Apatow produced by Judd Apatow. Boom, bing, boom. There he is right there. Uh, the third or fourth link on the page is Judd Apatow. All right. And this uh, is, we're on Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. So before, before we jump off to. Let's take a look. Judd Apatow is what I know that we're planning to do here. Um, you're right. He's right there. There's his link. This is, this is widely regarded as one of the best comedy films of the 2000s. Do you agree, Jethro? I do. I really like Anchorman. I, do you? Uh, it came out, uh, what year did it come out? 2004. 2004. Yeah. yeah. So this was shortly after my daughter was born and like going out, we were in that phase of life when going out to the, a movie at a theater was an absolute rarity and a treat. Sure. And you, you really couldn't afford to risk babysitting time on a bad movie. So yeah. it was always a bit of a hold your breath and hope we chose uh, well. <laughs> And I laugh myself silly. And we've watched Anchorman countless times since. And I just, I think Will Ferrell's great in it. Christina Applegate is marvelous. Paul Rudd, Steve Carell is fantastic. Uh, Dave Keckner, like the whole the whole crew is super fun. It's, it is, as much as I do love me some nice grounded, realistic comedy, like Anchorman is just a bunch of silly goof-em-ups and I, I love it dearly. What yeah. about you? Right. What about you? Right. That's fair. I I mean I enjoyed uh, Anchorman um, the first time I saw it. Uh, I can't say that I've watched it a ton of times. I, I have watched it more than once, so I've mm. enjoyed it enough to watch it more than once. There is something about the style of Anchorman which is very similar to the style of a lot of comedy movies that were coming out around that time, and I will say that it is one of the ones that does it the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that particular style. Um, but give, I also give me give me other movies that are in this style you're talking um, about, so I can so define the perimeter. Like any movie that had Steve Carell come out at that time, any Judd Apatow movie around that time, any um, uh, Paul Rudd movie around that time, right? Like so, these these same performers went on and did other films that had a very similar feel to them, not. Not quite the same, but similar. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like um what's the what's the Paul Rudd one where he's him and Sean William Scott are role models. Uh role models, similar feel. Um mm-hmm. 40-year-old virgin, similar feel. Um, so things along those lines. And and really? I, yeah. Really? You'd put 40-year-old yeah, so. virgin and anchorman in the same category. Oh, for sure. Okay. Because for me, like like 40 year old version is much more grounded in reality. Like those are real people no. in, in, in modestly exaggerated circumstances where mm. Anchorman is over the top. Like it's ridiculous in every, like every character is ridiculous and, and super real, like, like, sorry, not super real. Like uh, what's the word I'm looking for extended beyond the boundaries of reality uh, in a way that, Forty uh, year old virgin is absolutely not. Um, yeah, okay, I, I I can see that, but it's still, but the I don't know exactly how to put it. Um, maybe maybe that is maybe that's a bad example. Maybe Step Brothers is a better example, or or Talladega Nights. Yeah, um, which I feel like these are all just now. I'm just naming 
um, Will Ferrell, Adam McKay. Will Ferrell movies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know. I, I felt that Anchorman did a good job of what it was trying to do. It was very entertaining. It was very funny. Um, it was a little bit too long for me. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't need to be quite as long. So it's only 94 minutes, but it felt long. Um, I think it said it's 94 minutes. Did I see that right? That, yeah, that sounds minutes. about right. Yeah. Um, and the second one just, I didn't. Oh, no, the second one is terrible. Very second good at all. Um, no, so I, that that hurt it, right? That that hurt its, its, its legacy a little bit because, you know, it was better mm. on its own, I feel. I, I mean, is Star Wars any less great because they made a bunch of crappy ones? Uh, yeah. It's still like one of the most uni- universally beloved franchises of all time. For sure. For sure. It's still amazing. Look, it 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 could afford to go down a peg or two because it was as good as it was. Um, but is it as good as a as a franchise now? No, because there's because there's garbage in that franchise, right? It's the same way that The Simpsons isn't as good after season whatever, nine. You know, yeah, whatever what, what, whatever it might be. It's they're they're on like season. 3000 or whatever it is. Yeah, they're 30 something, I think. But I mean, I'm just saying like, after that, it just it really, it's just not the same kind of stuff. Well, anyway, all right. So have you seen anything else on this page that makes you think you should go to it aside from Judd Apatow? Uh, I'm I not not. I'm not seeing the Larry Sanders show linked on this page. Uh, <laughs> and it will definitely be linked from Judd Apatow's page. So I I, I don't see any. We've, yeah, we've I was, I was looking as long if- as we could. I was looking to see if like Gary Shandling was on here or if there was a mention perhaps of the Larry Sanders show, which there is not. So I, I agree. I think that, uh, that it's time to head on to Judd Apatow. There so we go. Judd. Fantastic. And here we are. Apatow. Apatow. Um, okay. And there it and is. So there's a link to the Larry Sanders show right there. Is there? You've it, seen, you it, found it already. Under career 1985 to 2003, stand up in early film and television work. All right. Well, there you go. So I, I was still reading through the top part here, uh, finding out that he was born in 1967, an American comedian, director, producer, and screenwriter, and founder of Apatow Productions. I will say this, though, that so Judd Apatow is a really interesting guy. I mean, other than being like a, a phenomenal writer-director who's who's done some amazing and enjoyable work and, and mentored a lot of really great uh, comedy creators, he also, like when he was a kid, his mom worked at a comedy club and he did interviews. And this was during like the, the stand-up boom of the 1980s. He mm-hmm. did interviews for like his high school newspaper with all sorts of famous comedians that he still has on tape. So he's got like a, an interview with Jerry Seinfeld from like, I don't know, 1984 or something that he's got on tape and a bunch of stuff like that. There was actually a, a, he was on a bus tour of Hollywood Um mm-hmm. Uh, that that was going like by the stars homes or whatever. Uh, no, no, I'm not a bus tour. He, he was driving with a map to the stars homes. Oh, His sure. mom was driving him around and they drove by Steve Martin's house. Mm-hmm. And Steve Martin happened to be like out in his yard or whatever. So, um, and this was, you know, Judd Apatow had, you know, seen Steve Martin. Uh, the comedy albums were huge and everything. So he pulled sure, out, sure. pulled over and went up to Steve Martin. It was like, Hey, can I, can you sign this for me? Uh, and Steve Martin was like, yeah, I can't really do that because if I do it for you, then a bunch of other people are going to come and I'm not going to have any privacy and yada, yada, yada. So Judd Apatow goes home and he writes this, just rips Steve Martin, a, a new asshole with this letter about how terrible you are. And it's people like me that buy your albums that made you rich that, so you could buy that fancy house and you won't even sign my thing, you idiot, and that kind of thing. And so Steve Martin uh, like uh, writes back or something, uh, sends him back uh, a 
a card or something to kind of model, mollify him a little bit. And he says, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were the Judd Apatow. <laughs> and then years later, when Judd Apatow was editing the Vanity Fair comedy issue or whatnot, he told Steve Martin this, uh, this anecdote. Uh, and they recreated it for a, a photo on the cover. Oh, that's fantastic. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun story. That is. That is a very fun story. I didn't realize how much he was involved in. There's a lot of things on here that he was involved in that I that I liked quite a bit. The Ben Stiller show, um, The Critic. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's he is hugely influential in terms of comedy from the uh, late 90s through the uh, early 2000s. Like he's, yeah. he's just one of those players who touches so many different things. And I did know that he is the creator of um, the show Undeclared. Mm-hmm. Did, you ever, did you ever see the show Undeclared? I never saw it once. I know of it. It it, it, it is a show that I I own the the single season on DVD uh, because I really enjoyed it. It it just hit at just the right time. It was like right when I was in college, mm-hmm. um, and it was just very very entertaining to me. But it had uh, several of the performers from Freaks and Geeks were in it, and um, some some other performers that went on to you know to become a little more famous and things like that but uh very uh, very fun show but 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 you're right we have a link here to the larry sanders show so i i say we delay no further and and go let us do it and here we are the larry sanders show and that's it we've we have found it it is a television show that aired from august 1992 to may 1998 on hbo so Folks, if you weren't aware of how long it lasted, it lasted uh, quite a while. It's quite a very, a it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful show. It's just yeah. fantastic. Well, well and Gary, Penny, Penny Johnson's on. I didn't realize that uh, Penny Johnson Gerald. She's Who is a, it? She, she, so she's a she's a performer from Star Trek. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right then. Yes. Okay. No, she was in she was in um, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, uh, not as a main character, but now she is in the show The Orville. Uh, if you've ever heard of the Orville, it's like a, um, yep. Uh, it's a parody parody. Yeah. Uh, well, the family guy, the family, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane. It, it's parody, but it's not, it's not actually parody. It's more Homage. like, yeah, kind of right. Like it started out being, it's Seth MacFarlane like real- wishing that he was in Star Trek. So he just made it. Correct. Well, he wanted to make yes, a Star exactly. Trek show and they yeah. were like, no. And so he, so he made this show instead. And it starts out very like kind of overly goofy, but it really like, it, it kind of finds its groove and it, it's become kind of like a, a, a Star Trek-esque really good uh, show I, that I really enjoy anyway. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's made for me. So of course I think it's this good. This is true. This is true. Well, well this Matt, is it. We found it. We have indeed found it. And uh, I don't want to read too much more about it because I know we'll do that next week. And and if we've tied, oh, good Lord, we're going to have to do a speed run. So uh, let's talk about our guesses. What did you or did you want me to go first? What do you want? Uh, you, what, you, why don't you go first? You show me okay. yours. I'll show you mine. Well, it took us it took us five mm-hmm. uh, links to get there. Um, and that's good because that's the number that I wrote on this piece of paper as well. Now, you wrote another number and then wrote five beneath it. I, I did. That actually is the five from last time, or not last time, actually two times ago, because I'm reusing a piece of paper. But if you look there, you'll see it's also a five. All right. Uh, but I scratched it out because I wasn't sure what I was going to write, and I wrote it. All five. right. Well, that's very suspect. Well, I had, <laughs> had a little two more- Two fives. It's a five either I way. I had a little more faith in us, and I yeah. wrote four. Four? I did. Oh, well, we're not as good as you think we are. Uh, well, clearly not. We're just clearly as good not. as I think we are, so- <laughs> 
I didn't, well, last week, what, what happened last week? I bit, oh, I went super low last week and I had a lot of faith in us and then we took eight. So uh, that didn't work out. But but now, see, I'm also keeping track this season, Jethro, of how many times we hit it right on the nose. Mm-hmm. And even though you are still ahead four to three, we have now both hit it right on the nose twice. Well, that's fantastic. So there you go. I don't know what that's going to mean. Maybe that'll be our tiebreaker this this season so that if we don't have to worry about some sort of ridiculous tie-breaking situation. We should also figure out what we're playing for this season before the season ends uh, instead of like last season where we were floundering at the end. Our, so. I don't even think we figured out what we're playing for, for last season, have we? No, we did. We did because if you recall, we were um, last season, it was uh, – meat essentially it was it was meat for a for a meal that you were gonna uh, be cooking for us in the smoker okay. i believe okay, okay. and then okay. we made the last episode all about who was going to provide the drinks for that so i'm providing the meat because i lost the season you're providing the drinks because you lost that one episode all right we gotta get that on the books we gotta make that happen yeah i know i know we'll, we'll do it we'll do it don't worry all right um, now we still have one unresolved issue from this episode and what and is that, that? That is the HBO page and whether or not it has oh, a link right. for John from Cincinnati. Oh, I had forgotten. I can't wait to go. So it, HBO links right off of here. Indeed. And so we just have to see if John, is it is it J-O-N or J- J-O-H-N. J-O-H-N. It is a terrible show. I believe it was made by the Six Feet Under guys. Uh, it just yeah. did not work. It was like this modern Christ as a surfer allegory. Yeah. Uh, and it did not work. I am, I am, I, uh, I'm upset to say it's not here. It's a real shame. Indeed. Is Larry, is Larry Sanders show on here? Uh, let's see. It is. It is. Yes, it is. The Larry Sanders show is linked on here, which there are a lot of shows linked on here. So maybe I'm spelling Cincinnati wrong. I'm just doing a control F to see if it's. No, I I did John from, and it's not on here. Oh, did you? Okay. So it's not on there. Well, there, there are quite a few shows on here. So boy, you, you did dodge a bullet though, because, uh, there are a lot of shows listed on here. Well, that's why I specifically picked one that got canceled in its first (laughs) season and HBO wanted to get rid of. Well, Matt, we've done it. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. And it's been a delight. And um, as always, as it always is. And I think next week, um, hopefully next week, we're going to have a couple special guests on, if I'm Mm. not mistaken. So uh, you'll have to tune in to find out who those are going to be. Hey again, everybody. Matt Hartman here. Thanks so much for listening to Drunkard's Walk. A big thank you to Jesse Ali for our theme music and Nick Harmio for our artwork, as always. And a big thank you to all of you who have given us ratings and reviews on iTunes. A big thank you to those of you who nominated us for Best Podcast and Best of the Berg. We'll be finding out soon if we actually received a nomination or not. But uh, thank you so much for going in there and doing that if you did. We hope that you're enjoying the show, and we'll see you again next week. Take care.